Hey everyone, welcome back to Cuz We're Nerds, the podcast where we talk about movies and comics and TV shows and board games and video games. I'm Caleb, with me is my wife, Courtney. Hello everyone. You look confused, and that's because <laughs> this is not our normal opening, and it's not our normal opening because Courtney and I are recording this uh, very late. Very late. <laughs> I am quite tired, as you will probably soon be aware. Um, and I have no time to edit this because uh, of life. So we are recording this right after we have seen the movie. We we saw the movie. We went to Walmart. We bought some stuff. We came home and we sat down and now we're recording and I have to have this edited and up tonight. So let's do this. We're, we're going to get into it. Uh, I want to keep the, the spoiler free section fairly short in Great. the effort of keeping this episode <laughs> as short as possible. So if you were to describe, oh, we're talking about Dark Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Um, the X-Men movie. You know, the the last, just the last Fox X-Men movie that's ever going to exist. You know, psh, not, not a big deal at all. It and hasn't... You're giving it a short episode. It hasn't been rescheduled twice or anything. Um, okay, so with that out of the way, <laughs> what, if, if you had to give this movie a one-word review, what would it be? Only one word? Yeah, like if you just had to pick one word to describe it. I need more than one. No, that's the point. Just pick one. And then you can explain. Um. Better. Than? Than I expected. Okay. (laughs) I needed three words. Okay. My word would be... Um lackluster how did i know you were going to say that word i almost said dull i was trying to decide i don't i don't know i think i think dull's too harsh so i went for lackluster okay although if something lacks luster i guess that means it's dull dull maybe you could give a better word um no that's all i got okay um all right so very quickly uh Overall thoughts? It was better than I expected. I went in with very little expectation just because the last few X-Men have been really rough and the whole universe thing has been all jumbled and crazy and stuff. And so I didn't expect much. For me, I feel like the last real, like, X-Men movie as in, like, this group of people was first class. That wasn't really this group of people. <laughs> no, a couple of the people. But you know what I mean, like yeah. the cast. Some of the, some of the similar cast members. I mean, there's a few of them that are still in there. Yeah, a couple. Like four. Yeah. Um man, it's really hard to think right now. You can do it. Uh <laughs> So the last one was Apocalypse, which I thought was atrocious. Many um, did. Before that was Days of Future Past, which people seem to like. I was kind of disappointed with that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was going to be better. And before that was First Class, which I maintain is the best X-Men movie. I would agree. Um, it's It's got a lot of good stuff in it. And I think that 
that cast is the only reason that the series has continued on. Ah, uh, yeah. In fact, Matthew Vaughn directed that movie, and he had an interview the other day where he said he was actually planning to do a trilogy. Uh, he was going to do that one. He was going to do a middle one, and then he was going to do Days of Future Past as the end of the trilogy hmm. where the two casts meet each other. But, of course, the studio does the studio thing. Right. And they were like, no, we want to do that now. And he was like, nope, I don't believe in this. So he jumped ship, and that's why Brian Singer ended up coming back. Gotcha. Now, this movie is not Brian Singer. No, it's not. I have done no research. I believe it is Michael Kinberg. Or yeah. I don't know if Michael's his first name. It's Kinberg. It is definitely Kinberg. Kinberg has written... Um, at least a few of these scripts. I know he worked on The Last Stand, which is the last time they tried to do Dark Phoenix. Mm. Um, and it's interesting that they gave him the director rights for this movie. I really didn't know what to expect uh, out of this, considering how many times it had been delayed. I hoped for good stuff. The first couple trailers... Well, hold on. They released a trailer, then it got delayed for forever. So the one they released after the delays, <laughs> like two months before it came out or whatever... That actually piqued my interest. Um, mm -hmm. I thought it looked a lot better than I was expecting. Mm -hmm. So I, I had some high hopes, of course, right before we went to the movie. Uh, I had seen that bad, bad response. So uh, I'm rambling. I'm not keeping this short. But um, I overall thoughts, I, I felt that it had a lot of good ideas. Mm -hmm. It had a lot of interesting elements. Mm -hmm. that I think would have paid off in a trilogy that was built out of this particular cast and okay. not the evolving cast that we've gotten. Because most of these characters we've only seen once. Yeah. That was an apocalypse, and that was not a great movie, and we didn't right. really get a sense for most of them. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of my general thought. When did Apocalypse come out? Man, it feels like forever ago. I um, know. Hold on. Keep talking. Okay. So for me, I tend to, um, if I if the series has been kind of bad, I tend to go in with low expectations, which allows me to enjoy the movie a little bit better. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Courtney's just casually talking to her phone here. I put it on Do Not Disturb. It, it disturbed us. It did the opposite. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so because I had that low expectation and went in, I, I did enjoy the movie. It has its slow moments. Um, I, I can agree with you on why you would say lackluster. Um, I think it's a so-so ending to the Fox franchise with X-Men. Um, but yeah. So, to answer my question, when did it come out? Oh, uh, 2016. Three years ago. Okay. So, <laughs> you're gonna laugh, but I remember leaving Apocalypse and there was this one thing that I, like, it annoyed me. Most of the movie. And funny enough, it came back in this one. Do you know what it is? No. An eyebrow hair. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> There's just one eyebrow hair. 
<laughs> and it sticks out every time. And I just want to pluck it. On James McAvoy. Yes. Because it, it, it goes the opposite direction of all the others. And when you go see this movie, if you haven't yet, you're going to see that eyebrow hair. Because it's just a single hair. <laughs> That's all I need to say. Um, acting generally was better than I was expecting. That, yeah. Based on the last movie. Mm -hmm. There are some people that I don't think were great, but their characters also didn't necessarily have a lot to do. Okay. Um, the special effects were fine. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I thought they were good. I will actually say the special effects on Phoenix... In particular, mm -hmm. the veiny skin effects I thought were yes. really good. The Phoenix Force space effects, um, that was okay. It, it wasn't amazing. Mm. Um, you want to get into spoilers? Yeah, let's 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 get into spoilers. Awesome. Sound oh, like you want to? Oh, if, sorry. If so, if rate rating my rating, my rating. <laughs> Struggling tonight, guys. <laughs> Um, you can do this. Uh, so, so if if you've seen all the X Men movies, um, should you go see this? Yes. Maybe. If you're a fan and you enjoy, if you've enjoyed the ones from the past, it's the last one. Yeah. If, if you so, just go to enjoy it. If you've seen them out of obligation and you don't enjoy them anymore, this isn't going to give you anything no. that's going to satisfy you. Really. Uh, if you are a fan, go see it. I think it's a slightly better rendition of the dark phoenix story however i wouldn't go so far as to call it a good rendition oh i think it's i think it's better uh, yeah it's definitely better i just don't know if that means good um i think some aspects are good right but overall <laughs> well we could get into i'm spoilers. trying to get my rating courtney you did if you've never seen an x-men movie don't bother now that's fair. But then I don't know why they'd be listening to this. Maybe they're a spouse or a boyfriend or girlfriend. Okay, next. Um, your rating. I gave my rating while you were rambling. Okay. Go see it if you've seen the others. All right, now we're going into spoilers. Uh, if you don't want to hear spoilers, obviously shut this off now. You have the following three seconds. Three, two... One. All right, we're getting to spoilers. Everybody dies at the end. Not true. But wouldn't that have been interesting if it had? Like, Fox is like, well, we're done with them. Yeah. Kaboom. Okay. All right. So I was sitting there towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, this movie's called Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know what made me think of it. Some, something in the movie, someone said something. Mm-hmm. And I thought, is this really... The Dark Phoenix? It's certainly the Phoenix. Mm -hmm. But is it the Dark Phoenix? Because until the very end of the movie, what has she done? She's accidentally killed one person. Well, I think... I get what you're saying. I think it's more dark, not in the way that we would normally interpret it, but just because... Um, Made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> you looked at the screen. You made me look. Now I forgot. Um, 
I guess just the out of control is what the darkness is. But she wasn't that out of control. Like, she had some bursts, but it didn't cause any permanent damage except to one person. Well, it killed one person and it destroyed the alliance that had been built between mutant and non-mutant people. Yeah, I just, I don't. For a movie that's called Dark Phoenix, right? I feel like the Phoenix in Last Stand was more evil and dark than this version. She does kill several people at the end, although all of them are bad guys. They they were bad guys. They were trying to kill her. They were aliens. Um, so I don't. I'm. Is this their rendition of scrolls? Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that. So there have been rumors for years now that the scrolls were going to be in this movie. And I think at one point it was said that they were going to be the Shi'ar or maybe, I don't know, I, I could be making that up. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that might be a Marvel proper thing. Okay. But this movie starts and we never get a good look at them. No. You only see them in shadows. When I first saw them, I thought one of them looked like Groot. Yeah, I did too. Okay. I did too. They've got All these right. big bulgy eyes. Yeah, and the their mouth is shaped similar similarly. Um at least in that first scene you see them. Yeah, definitely. But they're shapeshifters and they're aliens and they're green. Hmm. What does that sound like? Yeah, they're scrolls. Conveniently, they're in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, Which, for those who are unaware, Captain Marvel said in the 90s, her bad guy people are the scrolls. Well, yeah. not necessarily. They're not bad guys in that movie, but, you know. Anyway. Um, so, I don't know if they were always intended to look like this, or if they redesigned them after the news of Captain Marvel came out, because they did change the whole third act of this movie, which originally took place in space. And they changed it to the train that we see in the trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the common school of thought, is, well, they have come out and said that it's because it was too similar to another movie that has come out. And the common school of thought is Captain Marvel. Because Captain oh. Marvel was a glowy space woman with a <laughs> climax in space. <laughs> with green alien people. With green alien people. <laughs> So I don't know if this is what they always look like. I I wouldn't doubt it, though, with how Fox likes to change the look of things. Mm-hmm. So we're never actually told what they are. Right. Yeah, no, they, I don't even think they say, I don't think, they, they have a language. They, I think the first time we see them speak, they mention a tribe. Mm. I don't think they mention their race. Yeah. They're, there's a name for something. I think it's a tribe. Um, and we do get to see their planet. Their planet gets blown up. Very briefly, yeah. By the Which power is, that is again, the phoenix. very similar to Captain Marvel. Hmm. All righty then. I liked Jean's backstory better than I did in the original. Um, did you know? Yeah. That's interesting. You didn't? Um, let's, let's do a fun, let's do a fun, fun exercise here. Oh, great. Watch me be completely wrong. 
Um, all right, we're gonna compare this Dark Phoenix and what happens to her mm-hmm. and what she does mm-hmm. to the Last Stand Phoenix mm-hmm. and see really what they fixed here. I'm gonna shut this speaker off so it doesn't make noise. All right. So, in the Last Stand, if you'll remember, Charles put mental walls in her brain yes is that in this movie courtney yes ding ding it is in this movie guess what it's not in i don't know the comics okay not not a part of the comics okay all right so she's got mental walls yeah but in the last stand the mental walls are because she's so powerful if i'm not mistaken the uh, I think you're right. The justification is different. Yes. But the the plot use of them are the same. Okay. So in both versions, she has mental walls. Mm-hmm. In both versions, they end up getting torn down, mm-hmm. which cause her to go basically insane. And the last stand, it was because the Phoenix Force came out and broke them down. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it's because the Phoenix Force came down and broke them down. And she goes insane. Okay. Both of them start very early on with her killing a very close friend or ally. In that one, it was Cyclops. And in this one, it's Mystique. Yep. Which we all saw coming because of the trailer. Right. Also, this is just off topic. I know that Jennifer Lawrence really didn't want to be in this movie anymore. She was done with the franchise. They could have done something better with the makeup and hair. Actually, I was going to say, I really thought her makeup looked bad in the trailers. Seeing it on the big screen, I think it's the best makeup she's had. I think it looks jarring because the previous makeups weren't that great. Okay. Maybe that's why I'm having issues. Yeah. I will I will say, I did see her hair in something. Like, just just a few minutes ago. Of an old, one of the old ones. Yeah. And it was very weird looking, like different shade of red. Yeah. yeah it, it, her her body color changes in almost all of them, um, all the newer ones. Mm. The shade of her hair changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the patterns of the scales a little bit on her change. Okay. Yeah. It, it's all subject to change. But getting back to Phoenix. Sorry. Your game. Both... I thought I got to say. Okay, okay. <laughs> both. Um, both, both movies feature a stylish look for the Phoenix. Courtney, what would that be? Well, it would be a trench coat. It would be a red leather trench coat. Well, I'd say the new one looks a little bit more purple, but... Okay, it's it's very similar. Oh, I'm not arguing is, with you. Guess Guess what's not in the comics... A red trench coat. The red leather trench coat. At least originally. I think they did do that eventually, but it was after The Last Stand. Gotcha. Um, All right. In both movies, something happens to her after she turns evil. Well, technically, it's a a step of two things that cause her to change her ideology. Any idea what that is? No. All right. Step one is she loses faith in her friends and both of them. Step two, she joins up with the bad guy. 
And last stand, it was Magneto. And this one, it's the weird alien lady. Yeah. Both of them feed maybe lies. not necessarily lies, but... Not necessarily the truth either. Right. To her, <laughs> which make her change her opinion about mm-hmm. things, which leads to her ultimately fighting her friends. friends. Ding, ding, ding. There we go. Okay. All right. Um, also, side note, in both movies, Eric basically has a mutant army. Yeah. Pretty much. In fact, the one person that stands out in his group in this movie looks like she could have been pulled from The Last Stand because she's got those crazy tattoos and hair colors and clothing. Yes. I don't know. And then, at the end, she dies in both of them. Maybe not this one. But there's never going to be another one, so she dies. Okay. So, I feel like... In their effort to make a better Dark Phoenix movie. They failed hard when they decided, let's just take the basic plot of her from the last movie mm-hmm. and put it in this movie. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am, I, am I wrong? Well, I mean, you're not wrong. But... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I liked the fact that, like, I liked the reason that Charles puts the mind blocks in her brain, the mental blocks, the mental walls or whatever. And I like that, I like that, um, that she ends up killing her mom in the car crash and how, like, her dad doesn't want her and how, like, Charles, what he does to put that all together. Yeah, I agree that the details around everything are better, but it's still the same basic plot. And that plot, don't get me wrong, I have not read The Dark Phoenix. I am not a X-Men encyclopedia, but that's not the plot from the comics. And it's not any closer, I don't think. Um, I mean, she does get the Phoenix from space in this, so that's a little bit closer. But... The plot beats that I was talking about, you know, they're they're pretty much the same distance from accurate. Yeah. I don't feel like Fox really cares if it's matching the comics or not. That's true. But if the whole thing is, let's make a worthy Dark Phoenix movie, you would think that's where you would start since you messed up the last one. Yeah, but again, I don't think they care. All right, things I did like. I really liked the opening of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually had a team. We, yeah. An established X-Men team. Which I actually... That would go out. Yep, I actually, I've got that written down here. Um, mm-hmm. I love this opening because, well, I was actually going to say, we opened first with young Gene. Yes. I liked that opening. That's the one I was talking about. But I also really love the X-Men team at the beginning Mm -hmm. because they're working as a team and it's Mm -hmm. not, it's like when I think X-Men, this is what I think of. It's a team that gets called out to do missions. They go out and they do them. And then sometimes something goes wrong 
or it leads to something, and that's what creates an adventure. And in almost all of the other X-Men movies, that's not what we get. No, we, we get... never have a team that's, like, truly... I mean, we do... So we, we have teams. Right. Most notably, First Class. Um, and then I would say, again, in Apocalypse, maybe not a great team. I guess I always feel like the teams in the other movies, with the exception of the original trilogy, it's like, oh, we have to put the team together, train them, and then go out and do stuff. Where this one, it felt like the group's been doing missions for years. They know what they're doing. And they go and do it. You can see who the captains are. You know who's leading them. All that. Yeah, there's, there's a... There is that sense, and even in the ones where there are technically teams, like, say the original trilogy, there's Mm -hmm. technically a core team, but they don't really go out and do missions. They only seem to go out when it's... Involving them. Yeah, when it involves them directly. Um, And so, seeing this was really cool. I felt like this took a play out of the Deadpool movies, Mm. Um, specifically two, with how kind of comic accurate this kind of feels. Yeah. And I liked that the team was working together in a way that they actually would. Again, a lot of the other movies are Wolverine's fighting a guy. We'll show him for a while. Then we'll cut to Cyclops. He's fighting a guy. We'll show him for a while. Then we'll cut to Iceman. He's fighting a guy. We'll show him for a while. This one actually shows them all working on one problem and solving it together. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. I agree. Um... One thing that I thought was a really interesting idea, but didn't play out, um, didn't play out the way that it could have was the idea that Professor X is almost a villain or he's a bad guy. The whole Mm -hmm. first half of the movie tries to convince you that, or really most of the movie tries Mm -hmm. to convince you that he's a bad guy because of what he did to Gene, because of how he's treating the children at the school, Mm -hmm. because of his ego, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I think that that could be a really interesting story, Mm -hmm. but only after we've gotten proper X-Men movies. And when I say proper, I mean like first class. I mean like the beginning of this one, how we were just talking about the team Mm -hmm. and working together. If we had had several of those, Mm -hmm. this would have felt like kind of a natural... Maybe not natural, but a good direction to take it to bring something new. Mm-hmm. And in this one, and we, I, I think I kind of mentioned this to you. Um, it, it would have worked better if that had happened. And also, we had the same cast for the whole trilogy. Yeah. Because most of the cast has changed. Mm-hmm. Almost no one from first class, that, that actual X-Men team is around anymore. Right. Um, and so it's really hard to grow a connection. They, so most of those are gone. Um, Days of Future Past was mostly about Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And then Apocalypse just introduced a whole bunch of new people that we just got. And that's the team right. we have in this one. Yeah. So if they would have carried the same team, I think we would have been more invested in the characters. So I think the turn of Professor X being that way would have made more sense. Um... And I feel like overall, the story of this movie would have been more impactful as well. In fact, I think that's why they kill Mystique. Because she's one of four characters that have been in any of these movies before. Yeah. 
It's supposed to be heartbreaking. I think it bothers me more at the end of the story that Charles leaves his school. That upset me more than having Mystique die. Upset you, like, made you mad or, like... Um, more like, I guess, sad because I've always been a fan of... McAvoy. Um, McAvoy and how he plays Charles Xavier. And I know that this is the last one, so it's not like we're getting another one. But, like, I just felt like, like, yes, he's made some mistakes, but I still feel like he's what was best for those kids in that school. And it's not really the same. I kind of wonder if that was changed in reshoots. Mm. Um because this movie did go through a lot of reshoots, mm-hmm. it would v- be very easy for them to change that. Uh, and it because it, that was such a small scene at the end, they could have yeah. easily done that. Yeah. I will say, because I watched, uh, we watched Split recently, through half the movie I was thinking, it's the guy from Split. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know James McAvoy, <laughs> but because he had his head shaved. Yeah. And it's so close to the buzz cut. Yeah. Yeah, because in... We haven't seen a ball except for at the end of Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's okay. When I was watching it at one point, I'm like, I wonder if this would be one of his split characters. Because, <laughs> you know, he has all those personalities that you never see. Right. That That's funny. Connections, man. It could be one world. <laughs> um... One thing, another thing that I didn't like, actually, mm-hmm. was the killing spree the characters go on at the end, in the, on the train. Okay. Like, they all suddenly turn... Evil. Bloodthirsty. Dark. Yeah. Really, actually, uh, <laughs> I, I have in here, this movie is actually pretty dark. Uh, comparative, the char- dark things happen in this movie compared mm-hmm. to the other movies, not necessarily Phoenix. Um... And the, at the end, I, I just don't get it. Most of the X-Men movies, they have not been cold-blooded killers. And at the end of this one, they turn into them. And even like Nightcrawler, who is very obviously against wanting to kill them, mm-hmm. just starts slashing people up. And I felt like that came out of nowhere. And I felt like that was a very poor choice to take these characters. I get that they're aliens. And I know that they killed Apocalypse last time. But there's a difference between beating down one mutant and it happens to kill him mm-hmm. and cold-bloodedly killing very, very sentient creatures. Yeah. I mean, I get I get why it was done. I mean, it's because the one guy dies that he's trying to help save that makes Nightcrawler crack and just go crazy. Yeah. But... I would agree. It seems very out of character for all of them to change the way they did so quickly. But I think they knew that if any of them survived, um, if any of the alien race survived, that they would essentially destroy Earth and take over. And so if they didn't annihilate, then... Yeah. Everyone would. I mean, I, I get it. I just don't like it. I know you don't like it. Um, let's see. What else I got? It's I don't know if I've mentioned this. It's better than Apocalypse. Did I say that already? 
I think so, but okay. I don't remember. This this movie's definitely better than Apocalypse. It feels different. I, I can't quite put my finger on why, but something about the movie just feels different than all, than all the others. Mm-hmm. And I like the feeling, but I'm not sure if we've really properly explained why it's not great. Because there are a lot of really great elements. I don't know. It's like, it's like everything is missing just one small thing that would make it really good. Yeah. Like, even down... It's like it never gets to the next level. Right. And he, it just stays there. Yeah. Even down to, like, each individual scene. Mm-hmm. Like, I think all the individual scenes are pretty good. I think the action scenes are pretty good. But there's, mm-hmm. something, there's something missing. And I can't put my finger on it. But when you see it, I think you'll know what I mean. Yeah, I would agree with that. It, the whole time... I was watching, I'm going to use a Jacob reference, where, like, when you're so focused into the movie, you just can't look away. Yeah. I felt like I was constantly looking away during this movie. I I agree. I kept, like, looking out at the audience and watching people get up out of their seats and walk down the stairs and looking over to the people beside us. And normally, I don't do that. This movie had... Moments where you could just kind of look out and do whatever. It didn't matter if you were missing it or not. Yeah. I I will say, though, it flows really well. It does. In fact, so well that we were at the final act and I didn't realize it was the final act. Uh, the only way I knew was because I knew the train scene was <laughs> the, the end of the movie. Okay. Um, But that that's how well it flows. Now, I don't mean... I don't know if that means... It was bad at building tension because you, I feel like you should probably know in a movie like this when you're getting close to the end. Mm. Um, but I mean, take that how you will. Yeah. All right. So this is the last one. Mm-hmm. The last Fox movie. Do you think that it is a good end to the series? Based on the other movies that have come out, specifically focusing on these, not focusing on, like, Logan or Deadpool, I think that it's an okay to good ending, but it's not what I think fans are going to want. It's not going to leave them wishing that Fox was ending their time with them. Like... Or maybe... Maybe it will. <laughs> no, I mean, what I'm saying is, is that, like, it should be such an amazing movie that they don't want Fox oh, to step away. I see. I Now, opposite, I think that it is going to make people happier about Marvel having this property and potentially what that could do and mean and everything else. But it's better than the last two. And so, in that, I say it's a okay to good ending. But it's sad that that's the ending. Yeah, I, I sort of agree with you. It is, for me, it is just an okay to good ending. Um, definitely not great. And I don't even know if I'd quite say good. One thing I did like about it, though, because it is the last one... There is a sense of finality to it mm-hmm. because Charles leaves the school and because the school kind of comes into new ownership and changes name. 
it does feel like the end of one era and the start of another. Mm-hmm. And so it it does have that air of this is the end of something. Yeah. So I did like that. I I feel like they should have taken out the little phoenix thing at the end, knowing that they're not making another one. I mean, does it matter? No, but it's kind of weird. She just flying around in space, or is that just a bird? Well, I mean, she says in the opening and at the end of the movie that she has gone past evolution or so yeah, evolve. not those exact words, but I mean, it makes sense that she might not actually be dead. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking at my notes. Um, all right, one one small nitpicky thing I noticed. In this movie, they call the jet the X-Jet. That's not the name of the jet. The name of the jet, I believe, is the Blackbird. Mm. I think it's definitely not called the X-Jet. Now you have to look it up. Now I've got to look it up and watch me be wrong. If you Google X-Jet, you get a bunch of parts for power washing. Hmm. I think you need to add, like, you know, X-Men. Okay, apparently Blackbird is actually a type of jet. So maybe... Wait, wait. Okay, so it is called the Blackbird... But apparently its nickname is also the X-Jet. Oh. Oh, well. (laughs) But you know what? That's okay. Because just like the Fox X-Men franchise ending, we're going to be ending this episode. Yes. Any final thoughts on the movie that you feel like you haven't covered? I feel like I should say more. I just don't know... This this episode's very jumpy, um, and kind of moves around a lot, but that's okay. That is okay. Uh, have you done anything of note this week that you need to mention? Just watching some TV. That's about it. Yeah. Oh wait, yes, we almost we're almost done with Naruto. We're we are more or less done with Naruto. We're not done yet. We still have episodes to watch, but the story is the story that matters is over. Yeah. I'm more sad about that than next man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um well guys, thank you for joining us. Uh if this is your first episode, our episodes are normally not quite like this. Maybe maybe check out a different one. Um for all of you that do listen regularly, we do want to say thank you to Taylor Poole for our intro music. Please check out our friend CNC Power Hour on Twitch for their stuff. Check out our website at CosmoNerds.com. Uh, next week, we will be diving into uh, Men in Black International. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Courtney might be leading that one. Maybe Jacob <laughs> is. I don't know because my life is real busy in the next couple weeks. But uh, there'll be an episode at some point, sometime. Hopefully it's on time. Until next time, guys, stay nerdy.